0: Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez. Welcome back, Glenn Beck. Thank you, Woo, you, very well. Thank, you for, Thank you for making time in your oh busy schedule to, to, to join this. us.
1: <laughs> Can you
2: believe this? You've believe been it. producing. You know what we've been doing this week. I we've know. We've been that. doing a lot of great stuff that's just around the corner.
0: Yeah, no, you have. I, yeah. I caught some of it, and I'm yeah. really excited to see how it turns yeah. out. What's Thank your top you. story today?
2: Top story today is uh, the destruction of the left. We're seeing the beginning of it. I outlined it a little bit in my show just a few minutes ago. Um, but uh, I want to delve a little deeper into it. All right, still. Another way to further that
1: destruction. uh, Don't send your kids to college.
3: Mm.
0: Okay. (laughs) All right, Jason.
3: The left now has an identity, uh, which is pretty much becoming socialism. Uh, Conservatives, we don't really have an identity. And one of the reasons why, and it's pissing me off, is because we can't come together and say, look, some policies are conservative, some aren't.
2: It's very easy. And I have an example of that.
0: All right, a lot to get into, but first we want to thank our sponsor, American Financing.
2: American Financing is a uh, company that I've done business with for a very, very long time, uh, and I didn't take them as a client until after 2008 because of the crash, and I didn't believe in any mortgage company. Uh, This is the only mortgage company that I endorse in the entire country. Can I
0: Um, I just interrupt you really quickly and point out, I'd like to take pride in the fact that you are so, you know, transparent about the fact that I'm not going to let any advertiser on here unless I truly believe in what they're doing. Yeah, just like to point that out. Thank
2: you. It's, uh, I mean, we've done that. GM was my biggest sponsor, General Motors on radio. Never happened before. Mm-hmm. They were my biggest sponsor. They took a bailout, and I had to call the chairman of General Motors and say, "When you pay that back off, then you can call me and we'll come back on." But that pissed them off so much they never came back. <laughs> we lost millions of dollars. Yeah. That's fine. I don't care. Um, Anyway, these guys are really good. They're going to get you to find the right loan for you. Uh, They don't play any tricks. They don't work for the banks. They work for you. So if you need a new loan, a a refi, um, you want a consolidation loan, or you're buying a new house, these are the people, AmericanFinancing.net, numbers on the screen.
0: All right, Glenn.
2: So I'm finding it interesting watching the Jesse Smollett. um, I got up this morning, and I watched... Uh, Rahm Emanuel, for nine minutes, sound like me. Yeah. And he was on CNN, and Wolf Blitzer was asking pretty reasonable questions. Now, I haven't seen anything that resembles reason on CNN for a very long time. Stu, he's been uh, checking in with the news channels here in the last few hours, and he says, while they're not, you know, you know killing him, they are actually coming out and and saying this this doesn't seem right this is wrong the tone of the coverage
1: is not pro-smollett they they must know that this is he actually did these things there's they must have evidence on it because they are acting as if this is a an offense to the community for him being let off because he's a celebrity rather than in every intersectionality like instinct they must have over a story like this
3: a little bit of community service is doesn't equal what was it
2: no, but this is hours of, of community service. <laughs> <survey. laughs> think about this from a group that uh, the Covington Catholic School, mm-hmm. Donald Trump, they don't care about the truth. They don't care about any of it. Kavanaugh, they didn't care about that. It was an agenda. This guy's agenda matches the social justice agenda. Why is this one different? Now, could be that um, they're catching on. Or it could be that they're catching on that the people are getting a little tired of this and their credibility is, is zero and headed to below zero. Uh, you know, I just, I just, there's a snowball that is starting and it hasn't, maybe it's just started to roll. Maybe this is the final push, but it's not, if it's rolling, it's rolling very slowly, but it's rolling in the opposite direction that the left has wanted the snowball to roll in. Let me just go through a couple of things. Trump media, we're all clear the media is telling not, not telling the truth, but here's the important part. There are people who are Democrats around the country who are now starting to say, I'm sick of this. Shut up. Mm-hmm. Shut up. That's huge. That's huge. Um, and it's their arrogance that caused them to not give in and blind to what they're doing. Anti-Semitism, care, Muslim Brotherhood. How long have we been talking about care and Muslim Brotherhood? Oh my gosh! Since the case came out, what was yeah. it in the late nineties? Uh, yeah, probably I mean, <laughs> been talking about it forever. Forever been talking about anti-Semitism and how this is getting worse in Congress. Well, um, uh, Ilhan Omar uh, has brought this to the forefront, and now people are starting to pay attention, just barely, but they're starting to pay attention. Another piece of that snowball starting to lean the other uh, other way. Socialism. Everybody loves socialism. Yesterday, Mike Lee looked like a comedic genius. Do you know how how hard it is for Mike to look funny? Um, and he looked—I like, know—and he looked like a comedic genius. And why? Because he just was pointing out the absurdity of all of it. When somebody like Mike can actually make you laugh in the Senate, that's saying something. It's, it's become the theater of the absurd. Uh, Ocasio-Cortez, she's overplayed her hand in arrogance. The Green New Deal, socialism, it's overplaying its, its hand. Social justice, me too. Kavanaugh was the moment that that snowball started to at least stop going in the direction that they wanted. People looked at that and went, that's not justice, that's not justice. Covington Catholic, the same thing. We became a mobocracy. But that mobocracy, while it's still screaming, it's not gathering any steam. It's stopped in its place. Um, This this started with the president of the United States, Obama, saying police acted stupidly. Mm -hmm. And Rahm Emanuel was the chief of staff that had to set up the beer summit. He was defending all of that stuff. Look at Rahm Emanuel today. When you lose Rahm Emanuel and Rahm Emanuel starts to sound like Glenn Beck, something's happening. And I think this snowball, look at abortion as well, this snowball is, it stopped gathering steam. And it's starting to lean the other direction. And I think once it starts to really roll, it's going to roll down the hill and it's going to smash just as it always does, it's going to smash the progressive and uh, postmodernist movement to pieces. Did
0: we just get some optimism from Glenn? Look at that! nice. nice. Yeah. Mark I, it I, down I, in the books, yeah. guys. I
2: will tell you, we have a lot of bad things coming our way, hard things coming our way, really hard things coming our way. But I think that there is, I am, I am becoming more and more optimistic Every day, because I am seeing more dots start to appear that have not been on the board before, and they may have been underground, they may have been building steam, but all of a sudden they're coming up, and I can now connect the good dots and go, look at what's happening, and it ain't us doing it got it, it's I think it's God you got to hope
3: and people like Rahm Emanuel anybody else that has just been kind of like following along with this whole sos- social justice you know tilt that we've been doing over the last few years they actually listen to the last little bit of Jesse Smollett's uh, you know s- you know statement after mm-hmm. he was uh, ex- after the charges were dropped. Mm-hmm. Um, the, la- the way he closed that out with, well, you started off with saying, you know, you're know, yeah, completely exonerated, didn't do anything wrong, been telling you all the time, uh, this is a horrible time in my life. But he closes it with saying, but I will continue to do things to work for uh, marginalized people. Mm-hmm. So basically, I was innocent of this, but I'm going to keep on trucking and doing what I've been doing. So just extrapolate that, I'm going to continue to make crap up. And do things like this, these media spectacles, so, and keep charging in this way. And everyone else heard that. I don't think I'm the only one that took that from that.
2: They're like, are you serious? This is the way you're gonna play the game. There is I'm out. There is there have been grotesque moments. At at points, it's 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 like the uncanny valley. Do you know what the uncanny valley is? Uncanny Valley is a is something that animators and uh, and artists look at. For animation, it's why when you look at uh, you know, like Pixar films, they'll do things and they will not try to make a child look like a child. They'll make the child with really big eyes, okay? Because the more you try to make it look human, there's something inside of you that is called the Uncanny Valley. As it gets become more and more human, people like it, like it, like it, until it gets to look too human, and then all of a sudden it nosedives and people are creeped out by it. That's just creepy. It's totally true, though. It is. It's called the Uncanny Valley. They're trying to figure out, can they make that thing turn back around and make animation, make artificial life look like something that we embrace? That's why all robots... You know, like that little robot that came out that they just retired recently. That was like, "Hi, kids! I can teach you math," <laughs> and it didn't look like human because of the uncanny valley. The same thing is happening here. Kavanaugh. We had me too, me too, me too, and then that moment where it was, where it was. It was grotesque. The Avenatti moment, if you will. Yeah, the Avenatti moment. (laughs) Avenatti is another one. It's all of these things. There's something about the Jussie Smollett case that we've seen this story over and over and over again. But this one, and I think it's just a step too far where he went on ABC And he said, I didn't do it. And that was grotesque.
3: And Kavanaugh, I think there was a lot of women that were like, and mothers, they were like, wait a minute. Like, I can totally see
2: someone accusing my son of this. It's just a little too far. And what people embrace, Uncanny Valley, becomes grotesque. And so that's their arrogance. Jesse Smollett, I believe, would not have, have had this problem if he wouldn't have gone on ABC that one last time. It wouldn't have been so bad. And then I don't think he would have had the ire of everyone. He could have walked away from this if yesterday he said, look, I'm really sorry that this event happened, that we've had many uh, uh, misunderstandings, um, you know, uh, and they I just want to do what's right and I'll do community service. He could have had people on his side, wouldn't have had us, but he could have had people on his side. But because he went that extra step, it became grotesque
1: and repulsive. You can see that in the Rahm Emanuel comments, right? I mean, like, I mean, the fact he does, Rahm Emanuel is no conservative. Nope. Uh, He's not going to come out there and and be that public and and visceral about his support for the police without 100% knowing that Smollett did this, right? Like, he's seen the evidence. He knows the truth here. Um, And you know, he's not going to come out and do that without that sort of backing, you know, because he, he, he would look terrible in this, this sense. And, and, and if it was a conservative who did it, he probably would risk it, whether it was true or not. This is a situation where he's going against his own side, essentially, to try to push back. And, you know, to your point, Glenn, of, of this, maybe we've hit that point um, of the Uncanny Valley it's going to be interesting because this is only going to get worse for the Democrats. Oh, yeah. They are in the middle of a campaign where they all are fighting to get to the left of each other. There's a there's a report this morning that I heard that they are now, you know, they were talking about uh, expanding the size of the Supreme Court. They are now talking about expanding the size of the House to get more seats in California. Oh,
2: my God. Like, they just can't stop themselves. So here's, the, here's the craziest thing, though. Um, they don't realize that they have cross that bridge that they were at the peak hold hold it's what they've just said to Barack Obama that you are a failure Barack Obama went in for a closed door meeting with a freshman congressman and they rejected him and he was saying look i agree with your agenda just stop doing it this way cuz you're going to you're going to screw it all up they said you were a failure as a president okay What they didn't realize is that people are compassionate. Americans are smart. They don't like racism. And so as they built all these things up, sexism, racism, and everything else, there was a point to where we were all like, yeah, you know what? Me too. I I agree with that. I agree with that. And then it got more and more bizarre and more and more. And then it's just that one event that will start turning it around and we're hitting those moments where they're starting mm. to turn and they are doomed if they keep going
0: all right don't send your kids to college when we return
2: I think they would the Kevin think they have an audience he's like, <clears throat> where they
1: he's a like, gang rape every day we're at guy school we swear it's like so ridiculous <laughs>
0: You know what I mean? Before we get back into the conversation, I want to thank our sponsor, Relief Factor. Glenn, I know you've had a lot of luck with Relief Factor.
2: I have. There, um, there have been times uh, when uh, I like to handwrite things, and uh, I
0: just saw a bunch of handwriting on this mm-hmm. paper here. Today, I was, yeah, I was I mean, impressed. I've, I
2: about I've, that. I've told you guys before, I'm not able to write anything more than a page anymore. This is just from this morning. Yeah. Um, my hands cannot. Ta- I just can't take the pain. I can't hold the pin long enough. This is because of Relief Factor. Uh, So I highly recommend it. It, Try it. 70% of the people who try it, it works. It works for me. Try it. Get your life back. ReliefFactor.com
0: all right, Stu. You said don't send your kids to college.
2: Yes, I'm. am big on this kick uh,
1: and have been for a while. We had a, a guest on today. Bridget Fetissey was on with us on radio, and she's great. she wrote. Yeah, she's great. She wrote a great piece about this kind of the same thing. She kind of like uh, what her speech would be at the end of high school <laughs> to to a group of kids that she'll never be able to make because basically telling them, eh, stop wasting your money on college. Uh, Here's a clip from it, which I love. Uh, What will happen when you're going to college? Well, you'll learn to indulge your feelings and believe that everyone else is responsible for them. You'll uh, come to expect trigger warnings and safe spaces and everyone handling you with kid gloves. Basically, you won't learn much about life. It's all the freedom of adulthood with none of the responsibilities or consequences. Of course, that's what kids like about it, right? I mean, the idea that they can go and just screw off most of the time and, and, and not have to deal with any realities in the world. Um, you know, you, you excise out of your life a great opportunity, though, which is a four-year head start. I mean, you know, when you don't go to college and you know where you want to go in life, you're able to do that for four years while all of your competitors are in college and uh, you're younger than them and you're learning. When you get out, they have some book education and you have, uh, you know, a real-world experience. And some people will bring up, like, well, what if I don't know what I want to do? I need to if I go into college to find myself. Find something that doesn't cost you $25,000 a year to find yourself. <laughs> I mean, I mean, in all seriousness, even if you do nothing, even if you do nothing, you just, like, bounce around and work an odd job and, and, and wind up uh, just living and not getting into debt, it's a better idea. Go to college after you found yourself. Um, because I, when I
2: went to college, I went to college when I was 30. Yeah. And... I wanted to learn. Yeah. Yeah. And the kids that were in the undergrad classes with me, they didn't give it flying crap. Mm -hmm. They just, they just, they didn't care. They just took it because they thought it would be easy or they thought whatever. Mm -hmm. And that's why they took that class. Yeah. And, and I wanted it. And I really, when, when we were talking to her today, I thought to myself, you would learn more. And I mean this sincerely. You would learn more scrubbing toilets and scrubbing bathroom floors for a year than you would in four years of college because you would learn the things that college will never teach you. Love and do the best at any job. There is no job that's too low for you and you're humble. Yeah. You learn those things. College, The best college might be scrubbing toilets for a year. Yeah, I mean,
1: it's, and it's become sort of like this thing where you feel like you're not a good parent or something if you don't send your kids to college, um, and then you dump hundred thousand dollars into their education, and then on the other side they come out with many times very little I mean, to show for it, um, and you have to really sit back and say, what are these kids actually doing? I mean, you know, there, it's sort of the generic sort of joke about college that you're going and you're partying and you're not you're screwing off and you're not really learning, but the government has actually done studies on this and they're amazing, and I can tell you the story in this wonderful pizza-based chart. Because if you're going to talk college, you should talk pizza. So if you see the slices, this is an actual day of the average college student in in the United States of America. But you see the 0.7 hours. uh, That's grooming. Okay, You're grooming for 0.7 hours. One and a half hours spent traveling to and from class. 2.4 Uh, 2.4 hours is other, so I don't know whatever that means. I'll give you the rest of them here. You'll, you'll see. I guess what I don't slides know what in other there is. exactly. <laughs> the big slice of pizza, the Jeffy slice of pizza, there is uh, eight and a half hours uh, spent uh, sleeping. Ugh. Then you have 3.7 hours of leisure and sports. <laughs> Next up is actual work. Two point nine hours, and um, or excuse me, two point nine hours is working, and three point three hours is educational activities. Three point three hours. So you're talking about fifteen, twenty, twenty five thousand dollars a year to send the kids to college, so that they work three hours a day on schoolwork. And remember, about half of that year is marked off for vacations, mm-hmm. for holidays, for uh, weekends, uh, and for um, the summer. So at the end of it, you're spending about one and a half hours a day uh, of actual schoolwork, and you're paying $100,000. Now, what could you do with that $100,000? You could buy half a home for your kid for $100,000 and let them fend for themselves. I don't recommend that either because they're not going to learn anything from that. But the idea that... College is really just an excuse to go and delay adulthood for a little bit longer with specific exceptions like a doctor or mm-hmm. an engineer or something like that. Unless you have a specific path, you, sh- you really shouldn't even go. Um, and I think people are coming around to that a little bit. If you read Brian Kaplan's book, The Case Against Education, and you can lay that all out. Bridges' piece is great as well. There's a little bit of an awakening. Mike Rowe has done a lot of work on this front, I think, as well. But it really is something that you should consider. It's
2: John, locking people in for jobs when they, when they... Not everyone should be going to college for, for the jobs they want to do. John Mulaney makes one of the best cases ever. You know what John Mulaney is? He was a writer for Saturday Night Live. He's hysterical. He's one of my favorite new comedians. Hmm. Uh, and, uh, and he talks about, I spent $100,000, $100,000, to major in English a language I already spoke. (laughs) And he said, and then they had the balls to write to me hello, alumni, it's been a while since you sent us money. Yeah, amazing. And he's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, I paid you $100,000, I got nothing of reality out of it. I, I mean, I, I, I was drunk most of the time, I was hooking up most of the time, I paid you $100,000, now you want to guilt me into giving you more? It's, it's, it's almost a cult. It's almost yeah. a cult. Coll- colleges are. St- I think they're absolutely screwed. I think there's a lot of people like El- oh,
3: yeah. Elon Musk has said at Tesla and at SpaceX. He doesn't even require a degree anymore. He's like, if you can show that people you're constantly- to it, Facebook doesn't. A lot of stuff you can do online. You can figure yes. this stuff out online. It's absolutely ridiculous. Co- uh, college educations and healthcare are two of the only industries where the prices are going exponentially higher, while because of technology and advances and everything else, prices are going lower. It, why is that? Mm-hmm. Because we have state schools. Mm-hmm. Those state schools get money from the, go- yes. from the government, loans. Yes. and then it screws with the co- the price. Mm-hmm. So why should a, a private school, they have to compete. Why? But why should they even lower their prices when it, the price is already underwritten for the state school? So they can keep the, that money high. And they're getting millions, billions of dollars in endowments. They don't even have to charge those high prices. No. But, but, but why should they lower them? They're, they're already going to get that, money, that check. What?
2: I have so much respect for MIT. MIT, you want to really go and work and be a rocket scientist. You want to work at Google. And you want to be able to keep up. You really have to go to a school like MIT. I mean, if you really want to be one of the top people. Okay? MIT, you could take every single class online for free, for free. Why do I need the certificate so that I went to MIT? I could learn it all online for free and not get the certificate. As long as I can do the gig, yeah. Google doesn't care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Google might even respect me a little bit more because I didn't pay the two hundred grand. And you worked for Forget it. That. Right? I like, worked yeah. for it.
0: You don't. You have uh, teenage children. Yes. Do you know what? What you want to <laughs> we do just
2: them. talked about this today <laughs> yeah, on the air. Tanya question, and sir. I are, thank you for bringing it up. <laughs> Pick up the scabs. Sorry. More. Tanya and I are, are diametrically opposed on this. Mm-hmm. She still says, but you've got to have a diploma. And I keep telling her, no, you don't. Not in the future. If my son, he's going to be the first one to go, my two oldest daughters have a degree. What did that do for them? Yeah. Um, so I know what it did to the bank account. I don't know what it did for them. Uh, the, my, my son is going to be the next one. And he, he is thinking about being a structural engineer, uh, or a nurse practitioner. Well, both of those, you're going to have to go to college. You have to to prepare if that's even a possibility. But the other thing is he wants to possibly be a writer. He talks about a comedian. He talks about all kinds of different things. Okay. You don't need, you don't need that. If you're gonna be a doctor or a structural engineer, yeah, yeah, you're gonna need that. Because somebody wants to know that, eh, that building's not gonna fall over.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that would be nice to know. Yeah, right, you're on.
2: authorized to cut into me. <laughs> I mean, like my mom was
1: a nurse and she went to a nursing school.
0: Glenn, you are going to, is it Utah?
2: Utah, Salt Lake City, I've, I'm doing a couple of theaters, and I'll do as many shows as, as they can possibly sell. Um, I know the two that we already did are already sold out, and I think they've added 10 more uh, showings. But uh, this is such an important movie. I'm doing this on my own time, volunteer. I don't get any money for it. I just really feel that everybody needs to bring their teenage kids to the movie Unplanned. It opens this weekend. This is critical that people go see this movie. And it is noticed, it's in a thousand theaters nationwide. It's rated R, but it's rated R for political reasons. I guarantee you, your kids will never waver on abortion. It is murder. It's actually a good movie, too. And it's a good movie. And uplifting. It's not, I mean, it is. It's really uplifting. It's not a dirge. And a true story. Yeah.
0: All right, Overtime starts next.
2: Up next, enjoy
1: bonus overtime content from The News and Why It Matters, available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com.
0: And if I could uh, interrupt your uh, little side comment. sorry, sorry, yes. <laughs> I mean, it's just live TV that we're doing here. Uh, and uh, you said that you your top story is conservatives don't have an identity.
3: Yeah, said? this was not my top story, as you know. It was something else. You
0: know, you threw, you called an audible at the last minute.
3: I did because I saw this go through, and it like shocked the crap out of me because it came from a person that. I've been a big time cheerleader for. I think we're both kind of man-crushing well, I'm man-crushing I'm your, man your, your, your crushing, crushing, crushing on it. I'm man crushing your regular crushing on <laughs> <laughs> So we like this guy yeah. a lot. Um, but uh, so Congressman Dan Crenshaw uh, just tweeted this out today, but I think they've been working on this with Marco Rubio and with um, uh, Mitt Romney uh, something called the, the New Parents Act. So basically, it's a paid family leave program. So instantly when I see anything having to do with paid family leave and how that works with it, and I hear that the government is having something to do with that, I'm like, I don't know. It doesn't kind of seem like it's your business, like how I provide for my family. Like, that's pretty much all on me. That's a very, very easy conservative standpoint to make. Be like, you know, if, if we're, it's a math program, it's like... You know, less government is greater than more government. It's 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 very, very basic and that's what we should all believe. But we don't always believe that. And sometimes we stand for for laws, in my opinion, like this, that make us lose our identity. That's like one of the reasons why we can't it's not it's it's when you say you're conservative, people will look at you and be like, What does that mean? You know what I mean? Like, were you for this? For that? It should be pretty dang easy to say what a conservative, you know, stands for. It's always for. easy to find out what a socialist is, right? Well, it, it, yeah. Always for the bigger government program.
1: Always. They're always for no, they're, expanding it. Easy. No, they're
0: for, no, they're for socializing.
1: Well, and no, socializing. No. Well, they're all very social people. <laughs> but then also. Like, the tw- it means they like, like Twitter
3: and Facebook <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that, right? That's all it means. <laughs> um, but I'm just, uh, it, the the plan is is... I, it, it's, it has a lot of. I have a lot of issues with it. Let's let, let me just read from. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. i I like to hear the breakdown because are, are they saying is it a situation where they the government is paying mm-hmm. a family these families or is it something where they're mandating the companies, the companies
3: pay right. the families? So That's my it's it's kind of neither. It's they're they're allowing a way for people to draw from their social security when they uh, have you know a child or they adopt a child or they have a child. Okay. So basically something like this is uh, mm-hmm. says, this is quoted directly from Marco Rubio's website. It says many parents especially those with low incomes, will be able to finance three months of leave or longer under the New Parents Act. Um, And they kind of go through how that works. But So so financing using your Social Security. Now, I have a ton of questions on this, which I would love to have people like Congressman Crenshaw answer. But what is it even, like, so if I've worked one day of my life and I I have some Social Security, but I don't have three months worth of uh, Social Security that I've paid into, Mm -hmm. like, do I still get Three months of uh, paid family leave? What if this is later on down the line? What if there is no more Social Security? That was be but you've plan. already financed money that's no longer exists anymore right, right. when it's when the time comes. Yeah. What happened? Like, so we're we're financing all this money, which apparently is gonna be available if this passes for everyone. Anytime you have a kid, you can just finance three months off your Social Security.
1: I mean, I'd I be mean, I'd be interested to see too if they're doing uh, means testing for it. Is there is there like a you know a certain income level you have to fall below it's to get said this. especially
3: low income? Yeah, so there must be some kind of.
1: I, it's interesting. I mean, of the three options we've discussed to give paid family leave, I, it's probably the best one, assuming that in the end you're not getting that money back and getting paid double for it, which is probably what they'll wind up doing anyway. The
3: best, but is it a conservative?
1: No, yeah, I would I would not support it. Um, uh, however, I would say I, I, this is why because I think Mike Lee, who's you know. As a very constitutional guy, certainly a very conservative guy, has supported some version of family leave as well. I mean, we know Ivanka Trump is big on this uh, as well, and, and, and the president has spoken about it positively as well. Um, you know, there's, there's different versions of that. I mean, you know, I don't think it's a good idea for the government to be involved in it. However, the argument there Is to you know play a little bit of devil's advocate. Is this is essentially your money, right? Like the Social Security is money of yours, and you're basically borrowing against money that you will have in the future that's been promised to you. Hopefully, Um, right? Yeah, I mean, I you know I I think Social Security is also not a good program. I mean, I I don't anything that like Bill Gates can claim seems like a bad idea, right? Like why why would Bill Gates get any money at the end of his life? Like you know that doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, as a conservative, you as uh, it's not zero government, right? It's limited government. Mm -hmm. I would like it to be in as little um, a few places as possible. You know, I've always argued that, you know, the bigger the bigger problem and conservatives I don't think ever really come around to this and, you know, no one seems to like this opinion very much when I talk to people about it. But it's like the the enemy is not the welfare program. The enemy is the universal program. It's the program that goes to everyone all the time. It's like social security, it's like Medicare. Medicare you get whether because you're because you're hit an age. Like, what, is that, what, what does that mean? Like, if we, like, someone could have a lot of money and hit a certain age. You know, the same thing with Social Security. You hit a certain age and you start getting money. And you say, well, well, I put money into this. I've put money into this system the entire time. Yeah, but step back. As a conservative, is that a good idea? You've spent, you've, you've given money taxes your entire life to give to the government? So that the government can save it for you and give it back to you with a terrible return in 40 years, like that is a bad program. It's one thing to help the people who really, really need it. If you're at a point where you know uh, you're, you're the easiest example of you know you're an orphan and you have uh, you have no possibility of making any money and you're starving on the streets, like that's when we you know conservatives will step in and try to help if other. Um, possibilities fail, but it's just it's, a, its incredible to me that, like, you know, we look at these systems and say, "Well, this, that's you know, we deserve that." When almost everybody, almost everybody, takes more out of Social Security and Medicare than they put in in their lives. Uh, that's a huge problem, and it's why these these programs are insolvent. And to take a giant an extra an extra step to yeah, take yeah. even more money out of that program seems like a terrible idea. Yeah,
0: I feel like we were, it wasn't too long ago we were talking about how do we revamp that system and make it more of like a you know you're saving your own kind of like a health savings account. Yeah. Right. Like we're we want we were talking about not too long ago trying to figure out how to do away with Social Security because we know that it's not sustainable. Yeah,
1: this, you know, it goes back to like, you know how like some people would say like early U2 was good and they didn't like later U2? Like early Paul Ryan was good. Like early Paul Ryan was good and, it, and everyone's like, oh, well, Paul Ryan sucks. He's no conservative. And like, you can argue towards the end, like, you know, he got a heck of a lot less conservative and I think that's part of it. But the other part of it is so did we. Mm-hmm. So did everyone else. The things that Paul Ryan was proposing back in his early days wouldn't even be imagined as acceptable by this president president or this congress it would reject it immediately <laughs> that's
3: just so crazy how the bar has moved like the hardcore conservatives before a few years ago they were all okay this is the social security is not going to be there forever we got to figure some way out to fix this you know because it's Doesn't it's testify. going away yeah. so we went from that to well let's let's imagine that it's still going to be there hopefully and not only that but let's draw on money that might not be there early to help pay for yeah. pay family leave, which is not our lane at all to try to figure out.
1: Right. I mean, you see the same thing with Obamacare, right? <laughs> like it's like it's like Obamacare was something we fought against because we thought it was going to hurt the system. I think it's that's been proven it to sure be did. true. Yes. I, I would say that it's been a negative. However, look at how many Republicans are lining up and saying, oh, you can't just stop it. We gotta do X, Y, and Z, that's part of Obamacare. We gotta do that. That part has to stay. And it's like, where who are you people?
0: I think, I think they get sucked into the emotional messaging yeah. of the left, right? Because you've got the left saying, well, the Republicans don't care about women. They don't mm-hmm. care about families. They don't care yeah, about all these things. You're right. And exactly so they're right. they're they're feeding into this messaging and they're saying, well, we need to show yeah, I, that we I, care.
3: I was just about to say something exactly the same. Is oh, it, I'm, is, I'm sure that's really But you beat me to it. That. it. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, the, the Republicans have to get away from these compromises. Issues that, like the left, will bring up a, an issue and try to prove the point. Republicans that that want you just want, don't care.
0: They want and people dying in the streets. Totally, that's why they want to take away your health care.
3: So then we have to come up with a bill that goes against our core principles. That competes with that to say, no, dude, we seriously we care. We'll, we'll provide some kind of government relief for this. No, just because you believe in less government and that's not the, their role to handle those things, and you think that charity organizations can handle that, private institutions can handle that if you enable them. Just because you believe that does not mean you do not care. Yeah, no, and and for Republicans,
1: less government has become less than them. <laughs> okay. Right, we want a little bit less than Democrats. But as the window right? moves, it's, it's still does. moving. The overtime window still continues to move that direction. And you know, there's nobody arguing. I mean, very few people who are arguing for you know free market solutions anymore. They just, it's like they feel like they can't do that. It's not part of the game. And you know, the problem with that uh, philosophically, we've covered a million times. But the problem with it politically is you can't win. You can't win the battle when you're trying to out-give away against Democrats. They will always give more. You know what they will do with this is they will complain and they will say, you know, they want to do this Family Leave Act but you know what? They want to take money out of your Social Security to do it. Yeah. Yeah. They want to take money out of the Social Our Social Security is already too much in trouble because of what Republicans are doing and now they want to take money out of Social Security? Why not just honor mothers and let them get
3: their leave? And they will lose the battle and yeah. the Overton window will move even further. And every single time the government threatens to say we done. Threatens, but just kind of hints that they might defund certain projects. Like I think the most recent was was it Betsy DeVos saying that she was going to yeah. defund, defund the Special Olympics. About Special Olympics. Right? Special Olympics will not go away. So everybody will come pull together in mass because that's what Americans do. That's what good people do. That have extra money and they'll give money. They'll probably have more money before, and it won't be up to some oversight committee saying how much are we going to give to them. Yeah. They'll probably get tons more, and it'll be better. Same thing happened. I think like, was it like Sesame Street? Romney with Big Bird. Yeah, yeah like yeah. people came in mass to throw in tons of money at. Of that's the way it, it works. With Planned Parenthood too. When they say they're going to
1: defund Planned Parenthood, exactly they get more right. donations than ever. Right. When they when they go up against the NRA on the other side, the, the NRA gets more donations than ever. I mean, people will will do these things if they actually believe in them. Yeah.
0: Uh, I want to bring up something that happened today that kind of ties into what we were talking about earlier. Unfortunately, Glenn's not here, so he can't speak to it, but just about the left falling apart. Uh, Chris Cuomo cannot, he can't handle reality. He can't handle the Mueller report that just came out that, you know, says that there was no evidence of collusion. Um, And he had some interesting things to say to uh, Representative Sean Duffy. Watch. Watch
3: we got to analyze how we get our information, because for two years, every single hour, of every day, we talked about it. And I think, uh, and it's not, I mean, I, I don't want to sit and cast blame on you. I think you've been fair. But I look at the American people and they go, do I trust the media? Do I trust the Democrats who have been peddling the well, story? Part that's of the reason you're asking false? yourself that, Sean, is because for the and first time in our history, we have a president who tells everybody that the media is their enemy and that well, the institutions Chris, of our democracy Chris, can't be trusted. If, but Chris, if, you, the if, if the media was, but if the media was doing its job, they would be far more skeptical but we're not the of, some investigators. of the details that they got but you're the reporters. And the reporters, you have a job to make sure you're putting out the right facts. Of and for course two you years, do. you put out the wrong facts. What, what, what wrong That's facts? significant. What wrong the well, facts that we put out? That there's Russia collusion. You and I, you were telling me that I had to present the fact, the 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 bottom yeah. line that there was no collusion. That it was
2: our responsibility to, to, to defend him. There's a hundred
1: percent behavior by it people around the president that qualifies as collusion. Oh, Collusion's okay. not a Listen. crime. It's a behavior.
3: You but should but know that. With, but, but, but collusion with Russia didn't exist, and it was reported for two
2: years. And,
0: and Mueller says he
2: couldn't make a criminal case news, that any of those here's people helped the Russians interfere. Here is the good news. It's one, though. it's one issue. You don't.
0: I'm embarrassed for him.
1: Gosh.
0: I'm embarrassed for him. They're just
1: hanging on. They're like that cat on the
3: poster, like, hang in there. They're just like, <laughs> that's that's every personality. I, 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 lo- that. I love when they bring up that you have a president that is attacking the media. Bro, no kidding. He, Look at what you're doing. He, bro, he called you fake news. I'm sorry, but you didn't say a thing when the previous president was literally sending out people to spy on a journalist from the AP. Or oh, they were, and Fox News with the. Uh, well, to Rosen. be
0: fair, to be fair, he didn't just call them fake news. He does say that they are the enemy of the people. But I completely understand his reasoning for saying it. I mean, at this yeah. point, look well, at what it's, they're it's doing. It's one thing to say reasoning.
3: something. It's one thing to weaponize the uh, part of your government to go after
1: Absolutely. the press. I
0: mean, let's not <laughs> act like...
3: Do- I mean, look, Donald Trump
1: says a lot of things. I mean, They act as if these are, like, like real policy statements. But, the he guy tw- tweets. but he, he tweets like everybody else so tweets, erratically. Right? Like, that's what people yeah. do. When they're on Twitter, they say things, and they're erratic with their speech. And, like, I <clears> I get that it's a different... Yeah, look at Jason. He's getting in fights
2: every day. <laughs> I mean, I get that it's, it
1: is a difference uh, from the norm, right? But we... Where aren't we by that? Like they all know that he's not doing things the same way as every other president has done. I get that. I would rather have him do it more similar, uh, more similarly than, than than past presidents the way they did it. But I mean, like, let's get over that a little bit. Let's step back and say, look, you have to admit that CNN's coverage made it look like. This guy was going probably to prison at any moment because Robert Mueller was going to nail him. And he didn't, because there wasn't anything there that was criminal. Yes, you're right. Like, can you say, were there things in there where, you know, you could say that, well... You know, like, you know, Manafort leaked uh, polls to certain people like tied to Russia. You can say things like that and you can call it collusion. But we all knew what we were talking about all this time, which was did the president commit a crime? Did people around him, including his children, commit crimes related to this? Did even people in his campaign commit crimes related to this? The answer was no. The only crimes they found were people uh, lying. Um, probably because they thought they were protecting the president, which was really dumb. Um, But people were lying to the FBI, and they got punished, and they should be punished for that. Uh, You know, we found a lot of stuff out about Russia, which was supposed to be the focus of this investigation, that very, very uh, little coverage went to on CNN, as far as what the Russians are actually trying to do to us. Not how it benefited Trump, not how it meant how you could get Trump out of office next week, but actually what the Russians are trying to do to our country because they are an adversary. We heard very little about that, and that was what the report was supposed to be about and what it turned out to be about, and that is what I think they're pissed about.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, it's sport. just, it's unbelievable to me that, you know, you have the report that was very clear, and you've still got Chris Cuomo saying, well, the, but the behavior of all the people around him was right. very clearly collusion behavior. <laughs> it's insane. I don't understand why anyone watches that channel anymore. <laughs> uh, all right, yesterday's poll, should Jesse, Jesse Smollett have faced tougher consequences. Um, 97% of you said yes. 1% of you said no. 2% were just unsure. Gotta be unsure just to troll me. I I know. I know that's what it is.
1: Oh yeah, you should all be at this point all be I mean it, the problem is the the audience for that is the, is the Twitter audience yeah, and they're not all they're not just all people that listen to this. But for the people who listen to this, you should all be voting unsure no, on every one of these you're polls gonna to Sarah. off.
0: one. going to give me a tick. Uh, all right. Today's poll, not a single democrat voted in favor of AOC's green new deal. <laughs> Are you surprised? Now, I think that they were just voting present. to have it. Yeah, they voted present. But it was To vote to have a hearing on it is what my my understanding was.
1: It's pointless and laughable. But, yeah, I mean, like the idea that that asking them to actually vote on the proposal is some terrible thing. I mean, uh, it's it's amazing.
0: Well, I love that she she brought it it forth, right, and she bragged about it and said, oh, my gosh, I just brought this great, amazing Green New Deal. (laughs) You guys are going to love it. And then she got mad because McConnell was like, yeah, Yeah. let's vote on it. And she's like – Look at him yeah. trying to vote on my I proposal know. that I just presented. And if
1: you remember, the thing that she said was like, until you come up with something else, I'm in control. Yeah.
0: Are you? Because uh, <laughs> uh, look, yeah. look what just happened. Yeah, I'm said. the boss. Yeah, yeah well, it I'm looks like boss. Mitch is the boss. Cocaine
1: <laughs> Mitch is the boss, apparently.
0: Let us know what you think at The Blaze's Twitter. That is at The Blaze. And we will see you guys tomorrow. Until then, I'm the boss. You're the boss? <laughs> I'm the female. So. Right. Girls power. Yeah. That thing, so.